FanCast, a podcast that's sometimes about Poldark, and we are your hosts. I'm Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita, I live in England, I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at RitaBytes. And welcome back to another quarantine minisode. We're here every week during the coronavirus crisis with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to where we discuss something we watched that week. Now, during the month of October, you may have noticed we are watching something spooky. Ooh, spooky. Uh, but they're all still kind of period dramas. And this week yeah. we watched the 2020 adaptation of Dracula, which broke that mold slightly <laughs> towards the end unexpectedly. But anyway, as yeah. always... Before we talk about it, let's learn about the thing in our Wikipedia corner. Alrighty. Uh, Dracula is a drama horror television series developed by Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat, who created Sherlock together. It is based on the 1897 novel of the same name by Bram Stoker. According to the writers, Dracula in their version is, quote, the hero of his own story, end quote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The central focus of the narrative and main character, rather than a shadowy villain for more traditional heroes to overcome, in, as in the novel. They aim to make their version of Dracula both faithful and faithless at the same time, taking details from the original novel, adding a lot of new stuff, quote-unquote, that was not in the novel, and ignoring some passages from it. <laughs> This is most noticeable in the third and final episode where Dracula awakens 123 years later and into the modern world. Yeah, don't world. remember that happening in the book, but... Uh... Yeah, no. Uh, the series was broadcast and released on BBC One and Netflix. In the UK, it premiered on the 1st of January 2020, and nothing's been the same since. Um <laughs> It was broadcast over three consecutive days. It was met with positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. The series garnered a 70% approval and an average rating of 7.2 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, quote, a delicious blend of horror and humour that more or less balances modern sensibilities and the character's beloved legacy. Dracula is... Frighteningly, frighteningly, that's really hard to say, frighteningly fun, <laughs> if not always faithful time. Um, when it comes to other adaptations of Dracula, oh, uh, there's been so <laughs> many uses of this character in popular culture that when I tried to count them, I got to about 56 and then gave up. So <laughs> here it is, guys, a brief overview of Dracula's impact on film. It's still quite long. Damn. The first motion picture to feature Dracula was called Dracula's Death, produced in Hungary in 1921. The next year, Nosferatu, was released in 1922, which took the story of Dracula and set it in Transylvania and Germany. In the story, Dracula's role was changed to that of Count Orlok because the film was completely unlicensed. <sighs> wow. Um, Stoker's estate sued them and asked for all existing prints of Nosferatu to be destroyed. 
However, a number of unlicensed copies of the movie survived, and the film has had a huge impact on popular culture. The image of Nosferatu rising from his coffin remains iconic. As Stecker's widow, Florence licensed the story out into a play where it premiered in New York starring, you might have heard of him, Bella Lugosi in the title role. Oh! Uh, yeah! And with Edward Van Sloan as Abraham Van Helsing, roles which included both actors reprised for the first English language version of the 1931 Universal Studios film production. The 1931 film was one of the most commercially successful adaptations of the story. It and the play that preceded it set the standard for film and television adaptations of the story and the outfit. The outfit has remained the same since, uh, with the alterations to the novel becoming standard for later adaptations and for decades to come. Universal Studios continued to feature the character of Dracula in many of their horror films from the 1930s and 1940s. In 1958, following the success of its The Curse of Frankenstein from the previous year, a new film was released in the United States as Horror of Dracula, directed by Terence Fisher. Fisher's production featured Christopher Lee as Dracula and Peter Cushing as Von Helsing. It was an international hit, and Lee fixed the image of the fanged vampire in popular culture. Both Lee and Cushing reprised their roles multiple times over the next decade and a half, concluding with The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires in 1974. And by the time you've got to that title, you, you can you imagine the mess in between? <laughs> oh, God. Get, oh, my Lord. Uh, it hurts me to even think about. Um... <laughs> So, in 1977, the BBC made Counter Dracula, a 155-minute adaptation for television starring my boy, Louis Jardin, who I never realised played Dracula and I now have to watch. Um, Later (laughs) film adaptations include John Badham's 1979 Dracula and, of course, Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring Gary Oldman, and never forget, Keanu Reeves, looking down. Oh, with the worst, worst (laughs) English accent ever. (laughs) Although, I think he, I I would have to see them again, and I'm not going to do this to myself, because, no. uh, But he may rival Kevin Costner in (laughs) Robin Hood. Oh, but. For the worst a British accent by an American. If you've ever actor. seen Keanu Reeves in Much Ado About Nothing, I think it it's um... Oh God. Why did they do that? What look, he's a very lovely man and I do enjoy well, his work. Yeah, yeah but but, but... Know, it's it's clear that this is not something that he has demonstrated any particular acumen for. You know? How Diplomatically said. Um, Anyway, the character of Count Dracula has remained popular over the years, and many films have used the character. The most bonkers uh, award has to go to Dracula 3000, though, which was a 2004 television horror film that brings Bram Stoker's fictional vampire, Count Dracula, into outer space in the distant 30th century and i mean 
Why not? He is eternal. Wow. Floating vampires. Wow. So with that into put into our perspective, like it could have been that. Um <laughs> What's your relationship with Dracula? Have you seen any other adaptations or read the book? Um, I have read the book. Yay. Um, and um I actually really enjoyed the book. Um who doesn't love an epistolary novel, though? It's a... Oh, true. you got to go for it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was really good. And, you know, it's not that long. And Bram Stoker managed to pack a crap ton of story into a pretty lean um, novel, which I really appreciate. We love it. Um, yeah. Um, and so love the, love the book. Um, I think one of the first horror movies that I ever saw was one of the Bela Lugosi mm. Dracula movies. Um, you know, of course, scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> because I think I was like six. So, you know, uh. I was, I was pretty, young. my, my elder sister was a bit of a sadist. And uh, used to like torturing me with kind of scary movies. So, you know. I had a similar mm-hmm. experience, but um, <laughs> okay, this is weird. What's that guy who did um, like spoofs? Naked Gun? Is that? Oh, yes. Um, Leslie Nielsen. So Leslie Nielsen does like a Dracula movie that was entirely a spoof of the Bela mm-hmm. Lugosi movies that I watched when mm-hmm. I was around five or six too. But instead of finding it funny, I was, of course, horrified at the thought that there were, like, people going around, biting others and killing them. And I was, like, I couldn't sleep for days afterwards. Um, my poor dad had to, like, <laughs> he had to sleep sitting beside me because I was terrified that, like, once you go to bed, that's when the vampire yeah. comes in and sucks on your blood. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> it wasn't even the real version, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's awesome. Um, I think... Um, I've also seen Bram Stoker's Dracula a number of times. Um, I'm a massive Gary Oldman fan and um, thought he was amazing in it. And oh my lord, after we got past the the old creepy looking Dracula yeah. and he, you know, was able to get some vim and vigor, oh, he was just beautiful. That film <laughs> makes me just... so uncomfortable. <laughs> Just be, I know, I know, but uh, really, just absolutely gorgeous. But anyway, um, but one of the versions that you didn't um, have in our Wikipedia quarter uh, this time is one that is probably my all-time favorite. It is a comedy, and it is called Love at First Bite. <laughs> okay, and it is his. Hysterical. Um, Dracula decides that he is looking for love and heads over to New York City, kind of in the disco era. <laughs> oh, wow. Rita, you would love it. You would absolutely love it. Is there singing or is there just dancing? There's just dancing. Oh, 
Oh well, okay, they'll do. Just go dancing, Dracula. It is. It is hysterical. Um, you would. How many like versions of this story am I now like adding to my list at this point? (laughs) (laughs) Your list to check. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I've got to see Dracula (laughs) three thousand. But uh, yeah, there's you know the scene where uh, he goes, "Children of the night, shut up." (laughs) 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 Oh god, it is so funny. It is so funny. (gasps) So Um, anyway, um, but this is obviously the first time that I've seen this adaptation. It's brand new. Yeah, it it is brand new. I had no idea it was even on. Um, Because I'm not a big horror movie fan. So it's not a genre that I tend to seek out voluntarily. We're making you. Um, But I thought you'd like this because you said you liked Mm -hmm. Sherlock. So I was like, I will add this to the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what did you think? (laughs) <laughs> I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> I really did. I mean, you know, yeah, it was, you know, gruesome and, um, you know, all of the things that go along with um, the uh, the Dracula storyline. Um, but I thought it was incredibly clever, um, yeah. which you tend to expect whenever um, Mark Gaddison... Um, Stephen Moffat are involved in something that it's, it's going to be sharp and witty and um, have its moments of, of seriousness and, and feeling disturbed and all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed it. How about you? Um, I think oh, I could have done with it being, one hour episodes um <laughs> there were things i really liked about this and mm-hmm. then um there were things that dragged out so much that i wanted to like i was willing for dracula to kill me towards the end um <laughs> just to put me out of my misery you know i struggle with movies and this was, uh, yes i know this was three of them <laughs> <laughs> that's true this was that's three true. of them <laughs> and yeah so- i mean that it that's one of the reasons why you know those uh poor folks um filming sherlock um you know it was so hard it was because they were filming basically a movie and episode yeah (laughs) Um, no wonder it was like five years between seasons (laughs) well there was a thing called um the the hobbit that kind of got in the (laughs) way oh yeah some of that Mm mm-hmm yeah, uh, but uh, but anyhow, uh, right? And I actually watched the whole thing in one sitting, minus the obligatory breaks to stretch my legs and refill the popcorn and uh, go to the ladies' room. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I actually sat through a whole episode. I was. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's been 40 minutes. I need to pause and take a break. Um, 
<laughs> the, the ironic thing is that I'm actually very good at sitting. I can sit down and read a whole book, but like a movie, I'm like, oh. Um, but this, this, despite the length, don't let that fool you. It was very fun to watch mm-hmm. in parts that I break it down into. Please, please, you, can you agree with me that it was very long? Elements oh, yeah. of it were very, very long. Oh, yeah. I oh, felt yeah. like I was the, on that fucking trip, boat for longer than them. The trip on the boat was like, it just didn't end. It never ended. I feel like <laughs> I in some ways prob- I'm still on that boat. <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably the, the, the hardest of the three episodes to watch. Just because it did seem to go on and on and on and on. It was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like okay, we get it. <laughs> we know what's happening. He's killing we, everyone we, we off one by it. one. Yeah, could could we maybe speed this up a little tiny bit? It, that Just the teenser? Like, quite strange as well, because that dragged out so long. And then the third episode, it was like everything was on fast forward. I felt like yeah. all of the things were happening. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do... You know... Yeah, go ahead. You know, when you, when you think about it, um, the whole trip on the boat um is never really given focus um, oh, yeah on any other the other adaptations previous, yeah, previous adaptations yeah. it's just you know here's this strange boat that you know winds up coming in with you know nobody alive and uh you know blah 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 and uh, it but you know you never get into so, what happened on the boat? <laughs> yeah, and it's actually one of the better parts of the book to read because it's all done mm-hmm. in, like, yeah. newspaper clippings and you're like, ah. Uh. Um, mm-hmm. So, I really like that they made the choice to adapt it. I just wish it had been, like, an hour-long episode instead of mm-hmm. dragging it out. Um, but I really do like the idea of having it be sort of like a murder mystery on a boat, even though you know who the murderer <laughs> is. <laughs> Of everybody yeah. turning on each other and all of their secrets coming out. And I think mm-hmm, um, all mm-hmm. the different characters are really fun. Um, yeah. I, I just, the cast list is amazing in this. In this. <laughs> and I didn't do my due diligence and have that up ready to go. Um, so well, I let will. me start. Um, my absolute favorite character was obviously Agatha Van Helsing. Um, oh, yeah. As soon as I saw Dolly on screen, Dolly Wells is one of my favourite actresses, like, ever. If anybody has time, <laughs> she's... Um, I think she, like, wrote, acted and produced in the show called Dolly and M um, mm-hmm. with her best friend Emily Mortimer, who you might know from absolutely everything uh, American. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really... She usually does, like, more comedic roles, so she mm-hmm. was just amazing in this, and I was like, that accent is perfect. Um, and she was by far my favourite character. Everything she said was both, like, hilariously insightful um, and profound, and just... Mm-hmm. every Like, everyone around her was being so fucking thick. <laughs> and... She... <laughs> When she's like screaming at me, to like, no, don't, don't let him in the circle, and you're like, uh. and then when he rips his skin off, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's uh-huh. that was a bad choice. Yeah, 
Even when she's about to get hung, Agatha is still a badass. Like, I just love her. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Dolly Wells was absolutely amazing. Um, Sister Agatha, um, (laughs) she she just had some of the best lines. In in it, you know, during the initial interview scene, you know, it she, it was just she asked it was magical the best to watch. questions that we're all thinking, mm-hmm. and she points mm-hmm. out the complete ridiculousness of whatever Dracula's doing on the boat. She's just like, you can't even restrain yourself. You killed three people in two days. <laughs> it's a six week long journey, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's like you gotta pace yourself, man. <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, this isn't this isn't an all-you-can-eat buffet, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, um, is it Klaus Bang? Yeah, I, is that I did I just massacre his name? I think. Well, I'm not Danish, so I won't. I won't. Yeah. Film. I I thought he did a, a wonderful mm-hmm. job as uh, Dracula. Um, you know, he was at times, you know, witty and charming, which, you know, is kind of what Dracula's shtick is. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some way for him to kind of weasel his way into your life before he opens his mouth and shows off some truly spectacularly heinous dental work. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. And his nails. His, his, oh, his nails. They creep me out the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's not getting I'm enough like, calcium oh. in his diet, that I'm telling you now. No. <laughs> yeah, those nails were... Those nails were horrible. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I know they were supposed to look creepy, but, I mean, they just looked... They looked badly done. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've become a bit obsessed with um, nails. Uh, it was one of the things that I did during the uh, quarantine to kind of provide myself some self-care was um, learn how to do my own nails. And Meanwhile, so... <laughs> all I did was get drunk and do jigsaws, so. <laughs> um, but um, I only made one loaf of bread, so, you know, but anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and so, I, yeah, I was just like, every time I would see them, it was like, oh, I know they're supposed to look frightening and all that stuff, but those don't look frightening. Those just look wrong. They look like he's got some kind of fungal infection. Um, yes. And that yes. Ew. I suppose like they would, you'd get very stiff nails out of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've got wildly off track. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we sure did. Uh, we sure did. Sorry about that, gang. Um, <laughs> if you had seen those um, nails, you know why. Um, other, 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 we've got to mention Lily Dodsworth Evans, um, who yes. made her appearance, and I screamed, and she was wearing a great <laughs> hat, and then she just oh, like vanished was, for ages. <laughs> she was one of the sacrificial lambs. We hardly knew a few you. Lines and then gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Mark Gaddis, of course. I, I was, I, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe, maybe Gaddis won't be in this. But then, as soon as he showed up, it was like, of uh, course, yeah. he's going to be Renfield. Mm. <laughs> 
horse. I love all of the lawyer jokes that came as a yes. result. Yes, he's, it was just, it was brilliant. He just that was brilliant. Still not the worst person we encountered, though. I thought Lord Rathvin, or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely the worst human being I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, so <laughs> unlikable on so many different levels. I yeah. was not <laughs> impressed. I was, yeah. like, really quite... Uh-uh. Literally, the only good thing Count Dracula did, in my opinion, was kill that motherfucker, because he was... Yeah, it was put an end to that, that creature. Um, he was like, yeah. I'm going to point and, and... a gun at this deaf-mute child yeah. and force her to drink poison. Ugh. Ugh. And Adisa, I wanted to say, yo, dude, he is not the one. No. <laughs> Um, Nathan Stewart Jarrett's also like an actor that I've seen in loads of things before so when he popped up I was like yes but like he didn't really get a lot of screen time Um, Uh I appreciate that he was one of the few people being like yo the holy bible ain't gonna do shit for us against somebody that's murdering people (laughs) he turned out to be wrong but I do appreciate the fact that he was sensible yeah Uh, Jonathan Aris is another person that I've seen in a number of um, Moffat Gaddis productions um, and I really liked him as the captain. I was really um, rooting and... for him to fuck Agatha like that would have been <laughs> I know she's a nun but she's an atheist so it's okay <laughs> um, but yeah and I was I was sad to see him go but you know, really happy that he managed to make his way down and light that candle he <laughs> fucked with Dracula. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Anybody else we want to wax poetic about? Uh, I've got to no no. I've got to say, like the whole character of um, Lucy in this version was really quite underwhelming. Like I thought the actress was doing mm. a really great job in like trying to sell the material, like especially when she's all mm-hmm. like fucked up um yeah but i just find the idea of like her whole character being someone who kind of has a death wish kind of uninspiring in 500 years apparently he's never met somebody that's this apathetic and i'm like really have you met any teenagers ever (laughs) (laughs) well you know maybe he needed to come to the 21st century in order to meet someone who was so blase about everything (laughs) everything i don't know that the 20th century has like some kind of patent on that i mean the like i think (laughs) he just needed to go to france maybe because ennui is the thing yes (laughs) i was just like not really convinced i'm like is she special she doesn't seem that special she's very pretty but yeah yeah um, I, I will say, oh, but I'll, I'm going to save that for uh, when we dive into, uh, favorite moments. Um, Let's do that next then. Fav- okay. Favorite moments. Um, favorite moments, um, loved, I really loved the, um, interrogation of Jonathan Harper. Same. Yeah. When that's just like really starting did. there is great because I have questions too. <laughs> so <laughs> how did you get out of that? <laughs> Seriously, 
Um, yeah, and they and they, you know, and and the way that he winds up getting out of there is pretty amazing. Yes. Um, you know, Insane. when you all of a sudden come to de- to understand that, oh, he's actually dead. Yeah. Well. The, uh, the whole fly in his eye thing kind of gave that uh, away. Yeah. He doesn't look okay. particularly alive. That just, ooh, yeah. that was just really kind of horrible. I loved whenever, like, Mina did a huge romantic speech about how she, she and Jonathan would, like, get it get through anything together, that it was, the tension was mm-hmm. always undercut by something horrific happening. <laughs> yeah. The cynic in me lives for that shit. <laughs> Your love did not overcome all, did it? No, he's, no. he's very much dead. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Um, and I loved how, uh, and you mentioned it just briefly um, earlier, how Dracula manages to make his way into the nunnery. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved it was everything like, about the nunnery oh. like the attack on the yeah. nunnery the whole sequence was insane um yeah first episode was absolutely riveting i, <laughs> I think like my <laughs> my problem riveting. with this series was the first episode is the best episode and then from there on the mm-hmm. quality sort of dropped um subtly at first Although and then I... hugely for the third yeah. episode if you ask me yeah I did enjoy the the modern episode. Um, I love parts of it, just because of the just because of the the change of of scenery, how they wound up bringing in the characters from um, from London, um, and kind of how they wound up showing that whole thing. Um, I think one of the things that um, I didn't like. Um, I have to say that they did a fantastic job of it, but um, I will probably have nightmares about this for the rest of my life. The The whole concept of the undead, um, you know, buried and scratching on their... Graves. Their yeah. coffins and... and uh, yeah. Um, that was really pretty terrifying, although I did like the way that they incorporated the children of the night line um, when they were in the cemetery and they were hearing all of the the undead. Um, that cemetery was way too well lit, though. <laughs> they needed to up the creep factor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, uh, and then... The, the thing that's going to give me nightmares is, of course, um, her cremation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that is... That is... <laughs> is horrifying. Just just horrifying. So the fact that he was like, well, I told her not to get cremated um, like, is so stupid. Like, she does not have a say. Exactly. She is dead. Exactly. <laughs> What is she going to do? Is she going to, like, sit up on the table and go, oh, hi, by the way, no cremation. Not my blood test. You know, 411. Okay, I'm going back down now. G'day. I think I was actually a lot more scarred by, like, the imagery of her being completely still and dead and then seeing herself in the mirror, like, and she's, like, screaming. Like, 
yeah. that that frightens me. Yeah. Um, just on a intellectual level. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, yeah. I mean that that was that was probably the 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 most gruesome part of the the show. Um, yeah. And I although and one more thing that that was a favorite was the twist at the end where you know he is he is told that you know it's like all of these things they 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 really don't affect you the thing that you are the most I felt like that was quite obvious is death um but i mean it was it was like all of, he had all of these phobias of things that that you know he was kind of told that he should be but the thing that truly frightened him was death and you know <laughs> she was saying you know basically saying her her final haha on him was you know so yeah you're not gonna die and then he was like well no the joke's on you <laughs> <laughs> because i'm doing the one thing that i know is going to kill me <laughs> like look eternal Ooh. life sounds appealing but actually is it I'm exhausted just thinking about 500 years. I'm barely 30 and the thought of making it like another 30 years makes me sleepy. So like 500, like you would be ready to just bounce. Like this is enough. Can you imagine the shit he's seen? No, I mean, no. I mean, the plagues. Yeah. He's seen the plagues. Though he could have stuck around for this one, you know. Yeah. Ooh, everyone's social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> How's a vampire supposed to get his groove on if everybody is staying six feet apart? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's going to be so much harder for him. There's no social contact. Um, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, um, what would you give this out of ten? Seven. 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 That was a very firm seven. I enjoyed it, but t- t- until the third episode where I was mostly like, oh, this is clunky. <laughs> and wow, three months have gone past. Um, I don't understand how he knows Lucy this well. Um, okay, now she's dead. Okay, now everyone's dead. Okay. <laughs> That's how that felt to me. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it was very well, jumpy. They, they did, uh, yeah. I mean, they did gallop through that third episode. Yeah. In comparison to you know like us going through absolutely every cruise, detail of the boat, <laughs> the cruise of the damned, and uh, <laughs> a night at the um, the nunnery. Um, then it was like, oh my god, okay, right, okay, we got to finish now. I'm sorry, but, like, the end of episode one was, like, one of the best things I've ever seen, where he, like, rips his Jonathan's face off and he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. bitch, it's Dracula. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> the end of episode three was a bit of a whimper for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, lying on a bed and surrounded by fire. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I would probably give it a seven as well. Yeah, same reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad I watched it. Um, you know, um, it, it bit of a gotcha for our period drama <laughs> thing. Um, 
but you know it was a twist that I did not find um, I didn't find it to be annoying I found it to be you know very surprising yeah um, you know and and different and so um, I, I appreciated that so yeah it's not so like anyway. they stuck him in outer space uh, no and You'll have to tell me how the Dracula 3000 is because uh, I am not going to watch it. I mean, I I'm not going to pay cash money again. for this film. It's only if it's like on <laughs> some kind of <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> but I will watch Love at First Bite again. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if it stands up. I'm sure it does. Disco Vampires? <laughs> Disco Vampires. And the, the costume's the same. Of course it it's is. All about, yeah, all about the cape and, the uh, you know, the white shirts and medals and the whole nine yards. Isn't it interesting to think that the concept of vampires having fangs is only as recent as the 50s? <laughs> <sighs> now I have to see if Love at First Bite is available for streaming. Well, let us Please know. Me. I will. I will. Okay, that's all from us on this week's mini-sode. We'll be back next week where we will actually, actually this time, I promise this time, we will be talking about the brand new Rebecca. I was wrong last time, but in my defense, who the hell has cinema premieres in the time of COVID? What are you doing, Netflix? You're a streaming platform. Um, so the film is actually released tomorrow i think or the day after i'm not really sure it's this week okay uh so join us next week where we will be giving it like no stars uh and a zero (laughs) out of ten and if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that or just want to chat then please get in contact um you can message us on our blog Email us at podocfancast at gmail.com or find us on your social medias at podocfancast. And as ever, do us a favour and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your casts. Thank you for listening. If you live in England, please start stockpiling because we're going for a no deal. So. Oh, boy. Yay, on top of Uh, COVID. (laughs) Oh, God. And if you're here in the States... Vote, 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 vote. Register to vote if you're still able to. I think we're still able to in Washington until, um, I want to say it's next Tuesday. Um, but um, to, to register and um, uh, wear your damn masks. Yes. Again, got to keep saying it because of some reason. And um, stay safe out there. Yeah, and can people stop walking into me in public? Like, we're trying to... Oh. We're trying to stay away from each other here. Why are you walking into me? Bubble. Don't do it. I need a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.